Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, Nintendo of America, we have been recruited to figure out how to name this new piece of hardware worldwide. Now, look, this is our follow-up to Nintendo 64, and as you can see by this prototype, it is cube-shaped, and you play games on it. So really, we're just going to blue sky it. Any, any name pitches anyone has for this thing? I got it. Yeah. The Super Super Nintendo. I'll write Super Super Nintendo, and then I'll also write underneath it Super Duper Nintendo, which is related. But oh, so that those are a couple options. Okay, I guess eat my lunch. Hi, hello, my name yeah. is Gugget. This is my first and last day here. Uh, I just I I so I've been looking at this the mockups you guys got here, yeah. and uh, I was thinking, you know, I got a box like this with a little lid in my apartment. Uh huh. And I was, uh, I think maybe we could call it the shitter. The box, the lid you're referring to your toilet. You call that a box with a lid? No, no, no. I haven't. I'm, I'm on my way towards toilet in, in that house, in that apartment. It came, okay. it came with a, uh, came with an exposed pipe on a, in a, ho- a hole in the ground. Anyway, the shit, I mean, I, maybe it's for kids. So the pooper. Okay, shitter pooper. I'm not going to write those down. Yeah, but no. I, you know, I want to encourage anyone to say whatever. I just know that that there's no way Nintendo of Japan is going to sign off on that. So, oh, what does that mean? Something different in J- Japanese? It means the same thing. Yeah, no. So it's equally offensive, is what I'm saying. Yeah, equally upsetting. And you were saying that you're cleaning the language up because this is marketed towards children. We're marketing. We want everyone. We want one of these in every house in America. We want these everyone to enjoy oh, okay. this. Le, uh, okay. Le, okay. Le, let me just say this. Look, I think this is helpful. I mean, Doug, we're here partly so you can lend a different perspective. So we're, ha- you know, we're, we're happy to have your input. I'm just going to say what is and isn't realistic for our business plan. This, I, all right. I feel like I may, I maybe have it. Maybe we're thinking a little too hard about this. Uh-huh. You know, this thing is cube shaped. Cube. It plays games. Yeah, yes. Games. It's okay. I like it. The Nintendo Game Box. Oh, that like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. I keep focusing on that lid. It, but that's pretty good. I'll write it down. Yeah? What if we call it the lid? Because it's got that hinge, that lid that on the top. Like, yeah, uh, it, like, it is you top, love the, you it love is top the lid. loading. You can I see, love watch that me lid. Open the it makes me want to poop in the machine. It makes <laughs> When I see that lid, I'm like, oh. There it is, and I, my my body starts reacting to it like, uh oh, gotta go. That's how sensitive you are. It. You see something that you can shit in. You're like, oh man, I gotta shit. Look, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna say, let's take a bathroom break now, just as a precaution, because I don't know what's gonna happen in this conference room. Uh, but I think this has been productive. We'll reconvene in the afternoon. So uh, thanks, everyone, and yeah, everyone's fired. <laughs> Coming this fall, the new console from Nintendo, introducing Lid. 
We wiggle our C-sticks and pull ourselves up by our superfluous rear handles as we draft Nintendo GameCube games this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, HAC, along with my fellow host, NW. Wow, there's an F in there. And the F. I, I didn't want to, I don't want to call you F and NW. That's all right. NFW. <laughs> the F stands for Frank. It stands for fucking Nick White. <laughs> I'm Nick fucking Weiger. <laughs> with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. MKA Hello. here. The initials. What? Don't dox Wait, me. Wait, what was that? MKA. Oh, Mortal Kombat Apodaca. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go. Finish it. Uh, <laughs> well, hey. Well, we're well, all hey. We're all back together. We're all here. <laughs> we're all doing another podcast. Everyone is here. Everyone is here. As was said, well, now we're conflating fighting game franchises, which I'm all for. We're in a crossover metaverse era of of interactive entertainment, and it's good. It, and all it's good. It, all it's all good. good. We like all of it. <laughs> we love it. You I don't... can't wait till Scorpion despines Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't wait for uh, Kirby to. Uh, uh, to suck, um, uh, oh, Jesus! To, wait, you can't just stop there. <laughs> I, I can't wait for Kirby to suck um, King from Tekken's head off. There you go. Yeah, good save, buddy. <laughs> this cat head. Yeah, got it. That's a cat guy, right? Yeah, he's a cat. He's like a wrestler he's with like a cat. A, mask. A, a sort of a. Well, he's more of like a. What is that animal? A cheetah. A cheetah. a cheetah. Got it. Yeah, got it. He's really, really cool. A cheetah's a cat. We don't need to get pedantic here. Well, hey, you know what? You know what's cool? We're talking cool stuff. This month we play a billion dollars. You know what's cooler than that? A trillion dollars. You know what's even cooler than that? This month's, month's upcoming We Play You Play is Resident Evil 4 coming Monday, April 24th. The long-awaited, yeah. dedicated episode to a game we talk about a lot. The remake is out. It's drawing raves. I don't know if anyone's playing it yet. I'm not. I am. But Matt is. But uh, we're going to be doing that in a few weeks. And also, I feel like we should we should mention, Heather, you're going to be away for a few weeks. Uh, yes, uh, and, I am. Yeah. I am t- taking uh, my very first sabbatical from Get Played for a couple of weeks while I... Uh, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm going to go on a honeymoon. Let's just say Heather's going to tie up a couple loose ends <laughs> and leave it at yeah, that. Got, I got a couple of things I got to work through in Japan. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, 
but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a honeymoon and, uh, the boys are going to either, uh, sink the ship without me or get a couple of, uh, guest hosts. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the plan is, but I, I think won't a little, be here for a couple of weeks. A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. I was the show say, will be worse, but we're going to have some great guest hosts. It'll be a lot of fun. I was going to maybe say, maybe we shouldn't have said anything so people don't anticipate when to stop listening. <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to stop. No, keep listening. They're going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And Heather will be back. Uh, and you know, when the when the cat's away, the mice will play. Mm-hmm. As the expression goes. Is that, is that it? We might get a little silly uh, without Heather. Things here. might get a little random. Should we talk about, should we touch on, while well, we're talking about the future, I don't know if it's worth saying now. We might be putting I'd the like cart before cremated. the horse. I'd like to be cremated. Matt's going to be cremated. <laughs> Uh, frozen, I just, cryogenically frozen. Okay. That's my plan. <laughs> I just want to be left out in the woods. <laughs> As a warning. Yeah. <laughs> just remove my eyes and leave me in the woods. You should rent an Airbnb when you're going to pass mm-hmm. and bring yourself to the porch in the middle of the woods and pass there. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Just, just let it happen. Yeah. Uh, the the I was wondering while we we're talking about next month's uh, we're talking about what's going to be happening in the next month if we should just go, jump ahead because we got this big Zelda video as of today's record uh, show, showing off some gameplay Aonuma-san uh, was showing off uh, how the you know like the fuse system um, and some of the verticality that exists within the upcoming uh, Tears of the Kingdom maybe we should just spill next month's theme is that is this is this too much are we disclosing too much information this up is- top. This is huge. We're about to we're about to freaking break the internet, dude. Are you ready to do that? Because we were talking about a few things. We we bounced a few ideas around. We talked we talked about doing Metroid. Uh we talked about doing Miyazaki and doing some FromSoft games. But what yeah. we ultimately landed on is we're all going to be playing Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, uh the new Legend of Zelda of Zelda Entrance. Uh I don't want to say Legend of the Zelda. We also Legend called Zelda it Legend of Zelda entry. Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom, which I don't think is what it's called. Do they call it all four things? <laughs> yeah. That's canon. That's canon. Hey, it's Ganon. We're playing it's Ganon. We're going to be playing that game anyway, Tears of the Kingdom. So we're going so next month's theme is going to be a link to the cast. We're going to do a month of Zelda content. So we'll be exploring a bunch of different avenues and then ultimately landing with a we play you play of Tears of the Kingdom. So and that'll be a wait, lot of fun. Cast? Yeah, cast. Like Link to the Past. Li- like Link to the Past, but Link to the Cast. Yep. But what is cast? Podcast. Podcast. Oh, a Link to the Cast. It could be a Link like to the, the Podcast, ca- but that's just like, like the, the... I was like, but cast, but of the games? Like... We'll be talking about the characters, too, at some hey, point. Hey, it's Rivali. Okay. It's we're mostly be talking about different casts, so we'll do like an episode about the cast of Friends, yeah, and all their different trajectories. <laughs> David Schwimmer became a director that was interesting. Somebody maybe with a broken arm. That's fun, yeah. yeah. That's a cast. Okay, uh, okay, what, I understand now. I'm sorry. I, sorry a link I was a to the slow on the. No, this is fine. A link to the apostrophe cast, like the podcast. Great. There you go. It could okay. be a link to the podcast, okay. but I felt like syllabically, it sounds better to just be a link to the cast. Yeah, but I, maybe I'm a wrong. Po- well, people a pod will let us know. to the cast. That's really good. A pod to the cast. That is shit, man. But then you lose Link. You lose too much Zelda. Could be the Legend, the Legend of, Zelda, of Zelda, a pod, a pod to, to the, the cast. cast. All right, that's pretty good. All right, that, it's it, that. Okay, that's really good. Matt, edit all this out and just say, just l- leave in that. No, no, no. Keep the conversation. <laughs> Other, we got to fill time. I think 
you can't just present something that good without showing your work a little bit. They're That's gonna, true. People are going to call it, uh, like, they're going to say that uh, we didn't come up with it. Right. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, here will be the pickup point, Matt. Next month's theme will be <laughs> nope. The Legend of Zelda, a link nope, to the, a pod to the cast. <laughs> I don't know if we should, I mean, I don't do a ton of editing to this show. <laughs> Really? I, I mean, I actually, it's not true. Jordan <laughs> sees the sessions. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I don't have one more I can do. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Tr- yeah, truly, I truly, I think we keep the whole conversation in there because it, it incorporates the the people who listen into a sort of parasocial experience of the evolutionary idea or the evolution mm. of an idea. I wouldn't even I call it revolutionary nice. idea. It's really good. Can I solicit this? If anyone has any Zelda stuff they'd like us to cover, we have some ideas of our own. If yeah, we like, have them on the Discord. Ahead, you got lead time. The, lead the time. clock starts now. Yeah. Send it in. Wherever email is probably the best place for it, something like that. Yeah, but you can post in the Discord too. Post like in we'll, the Discord. We'll the Discord. We have like a channel for suggestions. That's true. Yeah. All right. Can I can I talk about one more thing before we start to get into the podcast proper? I'd love it. Sure. This is going to sound like influencer payola. I assure you it is not. I went and saw this movie on my own at a preview screening. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It fucking rips. Ooh, That is a fucking that's hoot. That's all I've heard. It all I've heard rips. is that it's good. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 funny in a way that doesn't like break the fourth wall. It like respects the source material. Yeah. It doesn't take the piss out of what it's actually doing. Uh, cast is great. It feels like a... It feels like a Fast and Furious movie, just with high fantasy, and it's it's just a it's just a a, a total blast, uh, and it has like just enough fan service to still be inclusive to people who don't know what the fuck it is, mm-hmm. but God it like damn. really tingle the the nerds in the audience, which my mind was largely a crowd of of complete fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> I will say that t- typified by outside afterwards, I uh, there was a group of five people, five friends, and they were discussing uh, how faithful the the movie's representation of the druid class was. <laughs> Look, this fucking rules. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I'm not surprised it's good. I um, have been sort of keeping an eye on that movie as, like a, as a movie that I've been interested in watching. And the thing about it to me, though, is um, something that surprised me about that movie was that um, my mom was like, is all in on it for some reason. She's like, I can't wait to see Dungeons and Dragons. It's a great, it's a great yeah. fun adventure. And it's, uh, I, I don't know, I hope, I hope they make 10 of these. Uh, like Fast and Furious is. Uh, there's also like there's all this is not a spoiler. It like is in the first 10 minutes. It's just a throwaway piece of dialogue. But like I get I like really roll my eyes at MCU stuff where it's like like like, wow, Hawkeye met Doctor Strange. And people are like, ah, you know, like I like I just don't I you know, when people like matter like that, I just like I don't. I, what I the hell? <laughs> but I do go fucking nuts when people meet in yeah, movies. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but like, but that's also just like a Marvel is not my cultural touchstone. I didn't, you know, I didn't really grow up reading comics or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a there's a line in the first ten minutes where it's like, okay, well, we'll take the boat to Baldur's Gate, and I was just like, let's go. <laughs> 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 so now you got a little taste exactly. of what it's like to be me. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. That reminds me, uh, on a previous episode, I um, I uh, pulled a old edition of Dungeons and Dragons off my shelf and like showed it up to the to the room, uh, and there was some conversation on Discord, and they identified the uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, book that I had, which was like a a, a sort of a, a spiral bound red book, mm-hmm. and sure enough, I but but I found another one. Wow. And I wanted to I wanted to hold that one up. All right, Heather is stepping away from the desk for a second. Uh if you're planning on you know taking a pause from the podcast when Heather is not away uh, not here, that's maybe a little preview of what it's going to be like. <laughs> that's sort I've of got... exactly what it's like. We're going to be describing what we think Heather's doing. <laughs> Heather's probably in Japan right now. <laughs> so I've got on this Wisconsin. Which wow. Is this... Dungeon Master's Guide by Gary Gygax. Wow. Uh, and TSR Games. Uh, it's hardbound, and it's copyright 1979. So I think this is older than the one that I uh, that I pulled up previously. Uh, and uh, it has <laughs> inquiries regarding this work should be accompanied by a stamped return envelope and addressed to... AD&D questions, TSR games, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, with a little uh, PO box number in it. And I think I think this is older than the other one. Because the other one was from the 80s, and this one is yeah. from 1979. So it's got a really charming but ultimately crude drawing of a red devil holding a lady in his hand and like a, a wizard and a and a swordsman can you hold it up again so we can see it yeah that's great that's like really cool that's like heavy metal shit the 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 animated movie yeah it looks great yeah so i've 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 got that and then i also found all of my old uh modules for uh dungeons and dragons which are just like individual uh uh dungeon modules for uh for like the 1981 Edition. It's pretty. I love D anD. d It's a good time. Wow, it is fun. I wish I sort of had more. Um, I've played in a couple of games or campaigns with the same like group of friends, and they always kind of like fizzle out because we get too busy to do it. I wish we could have seen one all the way through because it's we were having so much fun. Yeah, I get. Did the, the the movie did make me want to play. Uh, fucking pnp D again i was like man that fucking just it just has that sort of sense of adventure to it could be could be an episode mm, could, could be, be an episode. could be 
That's pretty good. Yeah, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do maybe it. Maybe when Heather's not here, no. it will not be. <laughs> yeah, we don't do video games when Heather's gone. <laughs> uh, look, speaking of video games, we got a lot of games to discuss, both past and present. And, you know, there's been some backlash, uh, I would even say rage, to some of the characters who have been in here. Uh, but also, the, it's not true. It's made up. It's, it's also made up. We're making it up. We're also making it up that since the departure of the Resident Evil merchant, who will will they reappear at some point before we play you play of Resident Evil Four? We'll find out. But I do think this week's guest is really going to knock everyone's socks off. So, uh, actually, Jordan, if you want to open the door there, and yeah, here you go. You want to? Yeah, just you can just grab my mic. There you go. It's a me, Pratt Mario. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Wait, this is actually huge. This is huge. The movie is coming out <laughs> oh, wow. this month. That's right. The movie is coming out on April fifth in theaters everywhere. Let us oh, go. Oh my god! This, wow! Look this at is... look at his little mustache and his little hat. That's right. It's really Pratt Mario. It sure is, Mommy Mia. <laughs> oh man, I have so many questions. Uh, what is your relationship I, to Christianity? Uh, you know, of course, Mario is a good Christian. That's okay. what, what attracted Pratt to the character originally. Uh, uh, how about, um, uh, what, what is your favorite? And I, I know it's probably going to be pretty authentically Italian. What's your favorite Italian meal? Oh, great question. Uh, as a as as Mario, an, uh, an Italian American uh, with uh, strong ties to his cultural heritage, you know, I love. Uh, a uh, a a rumen, a pastrami Ruben, mommy Mia. Can, hey, can I do one more? Can I do one more question? Please. Hey, uh, Pratt Mario. Yeah. Can Can you just give me a like a taste of like what it would sound like if your your little bum got burned by lava? Oh right, yes, yeah. Well, that's a common scenario that you know Mario uh, can find uh-huh. himself in mm-hmm. in his many adventures yeah. as he is trying to uh, rescue his uh, dad Luigi uh, from the villainous Bowser. So anyway, I'd be like, uh, oh, no, my, my, my butt's in lava. Yahoo. All right. Yeah, that's wow. like, Yahoo. I, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's just like, it, I can't believe that it's happening. Um, I cannot wait to see this movie. I well, can't, I, I can't I, wait for everyone to see this movie as well in theaters everywhere, April 5th. Yeah, that's going to be huge. And I can't wait to see how you face off against the, uh, the various enemies uh, in, in in the film, do you have any uh, maybe? What, who's your least favorite enemy uh, in in the Mario in your world? Oh, well, do you, hey, there's lots of uh, villains that, of course, that uh, a Pratt Mario has to face uh, in uh, in the Hyrule Kingdom. Of of course, there's the Shy Men. Uh, uh-huh. There is the uh, the the boob bombs. Uh huh. Um, there is uh, the of course the uh, the Oopa Oopa Loompas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the uh, the little guys uh, who look like mushrooms. Of course, those are the uh, the Roombas. Yeah. yeah oh I, yeah. I, I fight all of them. Love, I stomp, I, I love, love to stomp Roombas. on Roombas. This this movie's gonna be really good. This movie's gonna be a yeah, sensation. It's gonna be excellent. It's gonna be really good. Uh, I can't wait to. I I legitimately can't wait to see it. Um, and I just can't believe that you would even take some time out of your busy schedule promoting this film to uh, come promote it on our little show. So so thank you for being here, Pratt Mario. Uh yeah, a, a real pleasure. Uh, fuck Charles Martinet. Uh, anyway, oh, that's a that's a and that's. Can I say yeah. that's the official stance of the show? Yeah, too. We yeah. we we agree. 
Um, yeah, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, Charlie. Yeah, sorry, Charlie. Uh, anyway, uh, I have a question for all of you uh, with this copy I've been handed. Uh, what are you playing? Thank you. That was thank you. That was so good. That was great. Wow. Can you, I can't believe that he showed up. That was that was amazing. Our uh, show is really becoming something. It really is becoming something. And look, I have four games to talk about for <laughs> what you're playing. I don't want to do it. I don't want to dominate the conversation more than I already do. So I'm going to go in multiple shifts, and I'll try to do, to do this quickly. But the, the you know, why don't I just start off, and we'll start off with something, Matt, that you and I can both talk about, which yes. is I spent some time with the Diablo 4 open beta. I didn't get to play it during the closed beta mm-hmm. the previous weekend, but I got to play for... Only a few hours on Sunday night. Uh, I, I I got a I got a rogue up to level eleven. That was pretty much the extent of my playtime. But Matt, you've also been playing some more Diablo Four. Yeah, I got back in there with my um with my sorcerer Decha. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, got uh, got him up to level. I think I'm at like level twenty or something. I think it caps at twenty five, and uh, for the beta. Yes. And uh, it's just I. I I I know that it's it is I said this last week it is going to become a big problem I think in my life because I I can't stop looking at it when I'm playing it it looks it looks great uh, I feel like it plays really well uh, I haven't had a lot of experience like I said on like um, mouse and keyboard Diablo mm-hmm. um, but it's so I'd be interested to hear what you think about that I, I've been reading a lot of people uh, favorably comparing it to Diablo two. Um, but there are things about it that people are comparing it to Diablo 3 that they don't love, like it having to be online all the time and stuff like that. It's a super cranky fan base. Yes. The the Diablo fan base kind of just is all all wants everything to be like a game that came out 20 years ago. But I do think this is from what I played uh, and I, you know, I was dealing with a with a little with some latency issue as as one w- as would be expected. Uh, the servers were super impacted, but I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I thought it's super fun. I think it looks fantastic. As playing in widescreen in my widescreen monitor, uh, d- d- pretty pretty gorgeous lighting. The the things that I sensed were first off, there's there's a new potion system. There were the health orbs that were added in Diablo three, which was again very super uh, super controversial at the time with a cranky fan base that eventually adapted to it. But there also were consumable potions, at least in my memory. It's been mm-hmm. whatever ten plus years since I played. How how fucking long ago did that come out? It feels like ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, just about. I I got to it late, but it feels like it feels like it's been out for a long time. Yeah, and then then the the Reaper of Souls, whenever that came out. That was like kind of when I, I Jesus got a Christ. How, when, May fifteenth, twenty twelve. Jesus, yeah. So it has been ten years since I was actively playing it. Anyway, <laughs> the the potion system now has a. It's like just a. You just have a limited inventory, and then you get more potion charges by killing enemies, which yeah. just has a different feel to it. I do kind of like the scarcity of like there were some times when I was kind of in like a mini boss fight or something, and just surrounded by mobs, where I kind of felt like, oh shit, I'm down to one potion. I got to get some potion charges, and so I don't get you know murked here. Uh, I kind of liked how it felt, but it is definitely a change. There's also a dodge that's on a cooldown, which is similar to the role that was added to the console versions of Diablo Three. And that was the point when I saw that was in there. I started playing it. I was playing with a mouse and keyboard at first. That's how I usually play Diablo. But I switched over to to play with an Xbox controller on my PC. And you know what? I do think it feels better. I kind of I kind of really liked the. 
at least the class I was playing was was, you know, just super actiony. It felt like mobility was a big part because, you know, like the rogue has a bow, but then also has a pair of short swords. And so uh, some of your abilities let you like phase through enemies. So you want to stay super mobile and then also create distance so you can use your your ranged attacks. And so for I, I kind of to me, it just felt better on a controller. But I'm I, either way, I felt pretty good. The other thing is that there's a. They do. They have like a. They have like cinematics with your created character, mm-hmm. which is very. Which feels like a departure. Like, and I know. Don't just mean like isometric. We're watching. We're staying in the same perspective as the game camera, and we're hearing a bunch of dialogue. Like, like cuts to to you know. Like, here's a close up on your character's face, and then here's a uh, here's a counter shot on the NPC, and they're like having a conversation. Like, feels like a real cutscene. Uh, you know, like in a AAA game, but like in a Diablo, and it's kind of jarring i didn't yeah. dislike it but it definitely felt like a format break from the previous games it hmm. it is it i i mean i haven't played a lot it is it did feel strange to me i was like oh wow like yeah. this is like not like this is like a real game but it was like it's like a different kind of thing entirely like i've never seen i i didn't seen that in any of those games so it was it was, it was cool to see yeah i, I thought it, i had a fucking blast though yeah. i'm excited to play it more i know i can't wait for i mean it comes out in june there's like, I feel like five huge games releasing in between like now yes. and then, uh, but <laughs> uh, I I really can't wait to play it because I did fi- I did find it very satisfying to be clicking around, um, and I was starting to get more magic powers. Um, I one of my favorite ones right now is um, summoning this like flame hydra that like which which class are you playing around me sorcerer oh, okay yeah yeah uh, and it's 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 very very cool um, but I do I kind of want to start it. With a with a druid, because uh, I do like I do like druid classes when I when I play D anD D, so I think that could be fun. But I also I switched um, difficulty um, because I was getting smoked by a by a boss, and I was like I got I think I got to take this down a little bit, just just one down because mm. I uh, I want to I want to have fun. <laughs> right, and did but, you consider for a second uh, getting good? Getting good, yeah. Um, I tried to get good, uh-huh. and. Um, I was just like, well, it's going to be faster to do this, and then proceed. And I, you know, I turned it back. Yeah, because in the first two le- difficulty levels, you can switch back and forth at any time at the this like well or whatever. Um, but if you go hardcore, which I've never done before, you die, and then you got to start all the way over again, which doesn't seem fun to me at all. I kind of like hardcore characters. I didn't play it for the beta because you know, but I just like I do like that. But there is a period where you just get murked. Yeah, it's like, well, that was thirty hours of my life. Yeah, I, I would be. I I would, it. I'd be so mad. Yeah, but but it, in ter- but talking about hardcore is different from the different difficulty levels you can play like within the game. Yeah. I will say, uh, and uh, uh, you know, there's nothing loaded behind this. I'm just like I've I play, played a ton of Diablo. I actually had more fun when I upped it to the veteran difficulty because I felt like okay. I had to like just you know I I had to be a little bit more strategic in my gameplay. Uh, but it, it's I I thought it was great. I also say this is uh, it's it's all it's a it's it's maybe a. I don't know, maybe some people find this a weird thing a weird thing to say but I do kind of feel like there's a lot of good developers at, at Blizzard and the company's been kind of like dealing with some shitty things that come largely from management and decisions that are from people above the uh 
you know, the over the heads of the top line workers and like that led to Diablo Immortal coming out. That certainly led to a lot of like human rights abuses or, uh, uh, you know, uh, human resources abuses that took place in the, the within the company. Yeah. All that shit is like really shitty and gross. I know a lot of people were maybe some people were kind of upset about Overwatch 2 launched. This one feels like, hey, this is actually a, a, a good game that you know, the people who worked on it can feel good about and hopefully it comes out and is well received by the fan base, at least in terms of the open beta. I felt like they it, it, they did it. it it's, it's it's a really well executed. Um, so but yeah, I, I, I had fun with the, the open beta. A long story short, uh, Matt, any other things you've been playing? Um, so I would play. I played that a little bit. I started um, the Resident Evil 4 remake and um, basically got through the demo part of it again uh, with the with the Chainsaw Man. But this time. I was able to kill the chainsaw man. Oh, yeah. And uh, instead of just running around like a chicken uh, waiting for uh, that bell to ring. But I also saw on a TikTok that you can shoot the bell and make yes. the, and I didn't, which I didn't know. Um, I saw, I saw that on a TikTok also. And I was like, man, this game. I was like, the game is good. The Love game is like that. It's really, really good. You can yeah. make them uh, like you can trigger the event and then have them go. They're like, oh, I guess the bell's ringing. Yeah. I better go. Fucking idiots. Uh, yeah. Well. They're infected, Nick. Give them a give them a break. We're all kind of infected. Okay, now I'm back the, on board. With the mainstream media. Well, videos. and the woke mind virus. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's Resident Evil Nine. Uh, <laughs> Leon trying to get rid of, uh, get rid of the uh, uh, Umbrella Corporation's um, man made uh, woke mind virus. Um, <laughs> but I also because I didn't finish um, Metroid Prime Remastered last week. Um, I was very very close, as it turns out. I'm even closer now. I have one more artifact to get, yeah. and then one, I have, and then I have to take down Meta Ridley. Um, yeah, and just, once you take down Meta Ridley, the game's over. So don't worry about that. You're no, there's like after, other stuff. You're set right? after Meta Ridley. No, that's no, that's it, Matt. There's got to be other <laughs> things. I'm sure, right? There's probably like a big Metroid yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, that made me so scared uh, when you. <laughs> 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 um, the thing about it, I, I I said this in the Discord, and I didn't say this to you guys. Um, I wish I would have said this on the show last week. I like that Samus's ship looks like her. It's like my favorite thing. It's so funny to me. The ship is just like her helmet. Yeah, I mean, they had, well, that was around, I think, in Super Metroid, I think is when the ship uh, premieres. And then they built a new one for Metroid Prime and they tried a few different things and they ultimately were like, yeah, let's just make it look like the Super Metroid. It's like her same suit that you start with. It's like basically the same shape. It's no question whose ship that belongs to. And, the, and then uh, somebody in the Discord pointed out, they're like, yeah, at least pirate logs are like, we can't find her. We <laughs> Where is this Samus? And it's like, I don't know, this fucking, sh- is, she, is she here? It's like, yeah, yeah, the ship that looks like the person that's killing everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think she's here. Uh, but it's it's uh, just to reiterate from last week, a fantastic game. And It's uh, like when they skin the Goodyear blimp to look like a minion. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know that we know what that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but it's uh, I can't wait to finish it. Um, it sounds like I'm gonna be done after uh, Meta Ridley, so that's that's good. Uh, good to know. But uh, Heather, what are you playing? Well, it's been uh, a really tough week for me, and I've only been able to even dabble in Fortnite. Um, I know that there was another Discord uh, private server event on the Get Played Discord. Wow, Fortnite channel, which is really cool, and I'm, I, I wasn't able to attend. Um, I, d- I don't even know if there's a, a new event happening in Fortnite this week. I, there might be, um, but I, I've had a, s- such extremely limited game experience 
uh, experiences this week that I wanted to shout out something else. So, Matt, could you um, maybe play that that sound? So apps are software. And it, if we had been recording this podcast in the 1990s, I think that educational apps and educational software would have been fine to cover in the uh, What Are You Playing segment. And I'd like to, to talk about an app that I've been uh, using on my morning walks with my dog uh, every day. And this, uh, this app is called Merlin Bird ID. Uh, I feel like I've talked about it on the show before, but I asked the boys and they said no. Uh, Merlin Bird ID, ID allows you to Shazam bird calls. Wow. So you you hold up your phone to uh to the sky while you're on a morning walk and uh if there's a bird nearby it'll automatically populate your phone with what bird that is and give you a photo of that bird. And then you can talk to the bird using the app. So you can press play on multiple various or variations of its bird call and communicate with the bird in such a way that it will almost often, always, fly over to you. And it is, it has turned the real world into Pokemon Go for me. Yeah. Like, I, there is a Cooper's Hawk. Also, you, I'm starting to recognize bird calls, and I wasn't a bird person before this, but now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bird person. So like I'm like oh that's the Cooper's hawk oh that's the house finch oh that's the the mockingjay, um, I have started communicating with a Cooper's hawk using this app, and it has flown down to the low shrub in front of the house, where I can like view it, and it is fucking enormous. Wow. But I was like, this is such a transformative, like, experience that is kind of gamifying nature in an interesting way, but also giving me, like, education about, like, what I'm experiencing. And I I just, that's been what I've been playing this week is mm-hmm. the Merlin Bird ID app, which is connected to, I think, Cornell University. You're also helping them because the sounds that you're recording are giving them information about where these birds are migrating, what birds are in certain areas. There are different like tiers of your um, your information sharing with Cornell. So you can like choose to be like an active, almost like, you know, the people who like review everything on Google Maps. Mm, sure. You know, it's it's like that. But for birds, um, it's been it's been a really cool experience. And if I like if I legitimately had a couple of hours, I think I would just sit outside with this fucking app and see what kind of birds I could get to come over and land near me. Sounds like a hoot. I'm just I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm not going. I'm not going. That stopped being my fucking track. I need a I need a two week break from you. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. That's what I mean. Because also the time you you manage to time those things after I'm vulnerable in any way. (laughs) And the thing is, he 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 probably he's been sitting on it. And like the little devil he is. It's like a fucking headshot every time. It's like 
a, a no scope headshot, max kill, max damage. Like I'm just fucking blasted every, and it's I'm done. We're having fun. That actually does a that app app does sound cool as hell. I loved hearing the bird sounds. Yeah, I love the bird sounds. It was I was like I could hear birds all day. They're great. Yeah, that's pretty good. I will say when you were like, hey, I, I you know I haven't gotten a chance to play a game, but uh, yeah, I do want to play this audio. I was half hoping you were going to play the Dunkachino ad. <laughs> <laughs> A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. Uh, I'll give my my Sekiro update in the spirit of Heather's ongoing Fortnite update, which is that I have beaten a late-game boss who is a that this was last i think update i was like i got to this boss my update is that i beat this boss i, I had very limited play time in between my full playthrough of metroid prime remastered uh but i got through that uh got through that entity and am now in a late game area which is optional but is needed for from what i've read for the good ending so i'm through that and i'm i'm at the point where there's a boss at the end of that area i'm being very circuitous because i don't want to give i don't want to be too deep into spoiler country uh and uh, and some of these characters that you're facing tie into the story and you know it did uh, uh, so like i i'll I, i'm being coy purposefully but i'm on a boss now that from what i've read is like the most difficult boss in the game and that's where i got up to last last night actually i got shit housed about 12 times in a row i was like okay this isn't happening i just gotta go to bed and i'll, I'll figure this out later but uh, yeah it's 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 great. I will say there are a couple late game encounters that I was like, fuck, because the combat system is really designed around, you know, one on one and, uh, you know, d- deflecting and parrying and counterattacking against one opponent, especially, especially when you're dealing with mm-hmm. mini bosses and bosses. And some of the mm-hmm. late game encounters, they set up scenarios where it's like, here's two, here's basically two mini bosses at the same time. And I was dealing with like, fuck, I just don't know how to like, I'm, I'm like sprinting away frantically trying to get separation between these two characters so I could just face wa- off one on one. And I ultimately was just like, I just got to look at a guide and, and get some sense of how to do this. And I look at the guide. And I was just like, well, well, oh, there's the. It's just a high level version of the stealth mechanic where there's this shinobi prosthetic you get called the furl the finger the furl finger furling call whatever the fuck it is it's some sort of finger calling thing that is like a furled finger and uh is used to draw enemies away to to that specific location um but I you know it was out of my mind because it has such limited use cases but it ends up being a thing where just like if you're just paying attention to the game and how the mechanics work which I wasn't you could have perhaps figured out that like oh if I go to this specific spot I can use this uh, uh I can use this curled finger prosthetic to call one of the mini bosses away from the you know the action and take them face them individually or stealth kill one of them or what have you and it's just like oh this is like 
this isn't the best comparison, but it kind of felt like watching like a Michael Haneke movie where I'm just like, I'm just too dumb to really understand this. I need to read someone's writing to like really comprehend what's going on here. And it was the same sort of thing. It was just like, oh, I'm just too dumb to pick up on this, uh, how this encounter is designed and how you're supposed to actually approach it. Because when you do do it, it's very manageable. Then you can face them one on one and you could just get through them. Uh, once they do that technique, it was like two tries, but uh, it just was not a thing that I was able to intuit. But I, it was a thing where just like, wow, this is really thoughtfully designed and this really integrates all of the by the time you're in the late game all of the different systems that are coexisting uh which are overwhelming but it is a a really truly impressive uh and super fun game uh despite its challenge and despite the roadblocks uh let's talk a little bit about a few games i streamed a couple of games i streamed so those are, i was playing for fun a couple of games i streamed on our our twitch channel uh this is a new thing uh i'm calling stream daddy All right, great. So we got the Stream Daddy sting there, courtesy of Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> we we did? Yeah, it'll, it'll be in there. Oh. So we're just supposed to imagine that it happened? You'll hear what it's like, and it's good. I, I will. I'll hear it. You guys listen to the show after I edit it, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. It'll, it'll be I good. Listen, it takes me hours and I hours? I listen to it... On half speed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll be good. I streamed a couple of games on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash getplaypod. First was a game called A Memoir Blue. This is an indie game developed by Cloisters Interactive that was on Game Pass. And I picked it because How Long to Beat said one hour. And it is an hour long. It is a it is a short, very twee game with limited gameplay. Heather would not like it. Uh, but it's it's got some cool art and it's got some cool sound design. It's basically like a... You're a swimmer who's lost touch with the mom who raised you, and uh, it's just like it's just dealing with you grappling with your memories and that relationship and whatever. It's kind of low stakes and and sweet and charming, but there's not a lot to it. It is the kind of game that when people people make fun of indie games, this is what they're picturing. Uh, but uh, but you know whatever. It's on forever much longer. It's on Game Pass. Uh, worth checking out if you're into that sort of thing or just want a. Uh, just want some some easy trophies uh, or, or slash achievements. Um, I also messed around with this game called Project Zomboid. And shout out to the Twitch chat for cluing me. And I, I, I should have written down who specifically uh, recommended this, but a few people were shouting it out. It is an early access on Steam. Has been for a while, as far as I could tell. And it is a zombie survival game that's isometric that is intensely detailed. It basically takes place on day one of a zombie outbreak. Uh, there are, and you are in a, as far as I can tell, as in this demo or in, in this early access version, you're in one of four towns in Kentucky. And you're just going around and just like, it, it, it's, it's. It's to the point where you have to monitor your character's satiety and thirst and exhaustion and boredom. Uh, And then you can like, you know, things like, hey, here's a car. But you know what? This car doesn't have any gas. You don't have keys for it. Uh, Or, you know, like you need to find a place to sleep. Uh, Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I broke a window and climbed through it. Wait, the glass cut me. And I have a specific laceration that I need to treat. Wow. So it's 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 super duper detailed on a granular level. That's really impressive. Uh, And also there's a there's dynamic scoring 
that kind of happens, you know, programmatically in terms of what's going on in the game action. When you actually get surrounded by zombies, it's legitimately scary because you are just a person with just like a makeshift armament and trying your best to defend yourself. So it's like, hey, here's a here's a bunch of zombies running at you and you have a rake that you found. And you know what? You can't actually hurt someone all that much with a rake. So you're kind of in trouble here. Uh, you know, the climbing a fence exhausts you. I, I, it just felt like a game where I was just like, I'm really, really impressed by how much detail they put into this. And it was super tense and fun to play in the limited amount of time I spent on stream, but I'm going to play it more off stream. But yeah, that was another one that wasn't on my radar and shout out to Twitch chat for cluing me into it. Anyway, that's enough out of me. That's enough out of us. That's enough. What are you playing? Let's get to the business of the day. It's time for our console draft for the Nintendo GameCube. Was that the GameCube intro sting? Yeah, my best. That was really good. That was really good. For a second, I thought, like, are you are you trying to do the NFL draft theme? And then I was like, no, Heather's not going to know that. And you know what? I don't know it either. Anyway, there's a. Here's the thing. We we covered Metroid Prime last month. We're covering Resident Evil Four this month. We're like, what do these games have in common? GameCube classics. Why don't we just try to pick up? from the best of the bunch for this particular Nintendo system. So we're not just doing Nintendo consoles when we do these console drafts. That's just how the last couple have worked out. Mm -hmm. And so here we go. We'll go snake style. We'll pick five games apiece. Any pre-draft thoughts before we get into this? I didn't have a GameCube, but so I'm drafting games that I would have liked to play and then maybe have some limited experience with as well. But I'm excited because the GameCube, a great console, great lineup. This is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one, I think. I'm really excited about this draft because I think that the GameCube has a bunch of A-list players. But if I'm really building my perfect little GameCube, I don't think I'm gonna be in competition for a lot of these heavy hitters because there's a lot of niche titles on this machine that really, really fucking work. And I'm re- really excited to have a, a kind of a casual conversation mm. about uh, cool shit that nobody's played. Well, let's work our way through it. So here's all I'll say. I had the third pick last time. So I'm fine with whatever draft order, although I'd prefer maybe not to have the third pick. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll go first. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Well, I, I think last time we did this, I did... Um, Take the first pick. I'm happy to go third. I'll give the first pick to Heather. All right. But then you only get one. That's fine. Okay. I'll go third. Yeah. One, two, three, three. Yeah. Two, one, one. Yeah. That's snake style. We'll go back and forth. Okay. And it's not, Heather, you don't have to do it. Snake style. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about the snake character is that the snake loves doing, like the snake seems like it's having the best time. Ooh, it's time to do a draft. <laughs> Snake, a draft became institutionalized in American sports in the late 20th century as a way to ensure parity across different franchises. However, parody? Like Weird Al? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is good. God damn it. That was great. <laughs> Holy shit. No, Snake, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Just you? listen to me. God damn it. Let the colonel talk. God damn it. <laughs> You wouldn't know what I was talking about if you let me finish. God damn you. I love Snake. I miss him. He's good. Uh, all right, Heather, your pick. 
All right. So I'm going to I'm going to go out of the gate with a game that goes against the preface that I set up as the concept of my draft because I didn't know that I was going first. And I want this fucking game on my GameCube. It's the Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker. Wow. I don't think there is any game from from more than 20 years ago which visually holds up as well as Wind Waker does. It's incredibly gorgeous. Yes. It is incredibly soothing. Uh, Sailing that fucking ocean, people were like, ugh, I hate this. It's the best. It is the bird watching app of video game travel. It is so fucking nice. It is a smooth feeling. And I remember being at... Anime Expo, I want to say, in the early 2000s. And somebody had this little CRT that was showing the trailer for The Wind Waker, which we'd only seen in magazines, because this is an ancient time, right? You'd only seen this art style in print. So you didn't really get a grasp of what it looked like to watch it move. And watching it move felt transformative. I was like, oh my God, this is a cartoon. I'm looking at a cartoon. And the thing that really like pushed me over the edge on my enthusiasm for the game was the look of the explosions in the Wind Waker, which were like these spiraling, like cell shaded. It was so gorgeous. Um, I've never beaten the Wind Waker. I get, I get like fucking lost on the ocean in that second half of the game. And I'm like, I don't really want to do any of this. I has a tedious like end around. game, yeah, yeah, where you have to collect a bunch of shit, a bunch of Triforce that, pieces. But that opening and that and the and Link's design, like the sound of Link in that game, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good, good stuff. Um, so that's my first pick, which isn't one of these niche titles that I am that I'm excited to champion. Uh. It's just such a fucking good game. So The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker is my first draft pick here on the GameCube console draft. Great pick. Great game. It was on my big board. Was hoping to have it on my roster. Not going to happen. But what I will say is I remember, I too remember the hype cycle slash backlash cycle as the Wind Waker was announced and then the run-up to release. And another big GameCube game went through a similar cycle. You know, I, I was remembering the, the... I was just thinking, do you ever see, like, the, the there was a pretty... There was a meme recently with the... where or It was when Horizon Forbidden West was coming out. And, like, mm-hmm. people were, like, fixing, like, Aloy's, like, 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 here's what she should look like. They were yeah. like, like, she, has, she yeah. should look like, you know, like, they were, like, fixing her character model. And the same thing was happening. I don't know if you remember this with this uh, Heather with Wind Waker because people really didn't like the Chibi Link. They were like they, they should be a, like have a different sort of yeah, the the character model should have like a di- like different proportion should look more like a like a, a traditionally animated you know a Western animated C like like a two D uh, Link. I remember that same sort of backlash cycle, and the same thing happened. Not not in the exact same way, but the same thing of like, how are they going to make this happen? They're going to ruin this franchise that I love with a game we just covered, Recency Bias Ahoy, but I feel like if I don't take it now, Matt's going to take it. Metroid Prime. Uh, arguably, so fucked. I should have gone first. Arguably, 
<laughs> arguably in many people's list, list, not mine, but but definitely up there uh, as the best GameCube game, undeniably good, and you know took a franchise that it, it, it's a premise that shouldn't have worked, taking this 2D franchise and making it into a first-person game, and they absolutely fucking crushed it, and it still holds up as we experienced with the remaster. So that's my first pick, Metroid Prime. Matt, let's go to you. You get oh, two picks in a row. Okay, I get two picks in a row, so I'm going to make these two picks count, okay? Because mm. I feel like there's a couple things that I'm looking at that maybe nobody's going to pick. So first one out the gate, I'm going Mario Kart Double Dash. Wow. Because I love Mario Kart. I wish, I wish the Double Dash mechanic was back. I've played a little of Mario Kart Double Dash with some friends. I love double dashing. I love having a little another friend in the cart with me. That's fun. I like that. Bring it back. At least as a mode. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be the whole thing. Right. Uh, you can just put it in there. Uh, so Mario Kart Double Dash, my first pick. My second pick, also a Mario game. But it's one I've never played before. But I've played other entries in, in this particular franchise. I'm going Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Fuck. Wow. There's, I thought it was like there's no chance he's gonna play. He's gonna pick this. I love because I know you haven't played it. I haven't played it, but I want it, and it's mine. I love how cute he is. I love Paper Mario and how cute yeah. Paper Mario is. He's so cute. Another game like Wind Waker and Metroid Prime that has a big collectathon in, in its third act that kind of is a little bit of a grind, but. Uh, yeah, I, I love that game. It was on my list. Matt, while we were talking about it, can we play a little? Can I put something in the chat and we can play it? Yeah, of course. Here's a great track from the GameCube Paper Mario. This is Rogueport in the town of the same name. When I hear that, I'm much like channelism on the YouTube comments here. Quote, I hear this and it's 2007 and I am 12 again. <laughs> My childhood. <laughs> this is really good. Uh, I'm excited that. Um, ooh. I'm excited that I got to pick it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at Paper Mario right now. And I just. He's just so funny to me. He just looks so funny. I love him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's great. They great, and they they play around with him being just like a two D entity. Yeah, which is just a, a a fun running gag in the series. Great game. I I think the best in the series. A, a couple of good picks for you, Matt. Uh, it's back to me. Now, look, RE four is still on the board. I could take it, but I I do think it's kind of a multi platform game. Although it debuted on the GameCube. But also, there's a game that I just have to have on my roster and it reaches a certain point where I have to just be Sam Presti on the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the GM who's just like famously drafts players he likes perhaps earlier, uh, even knowing they might fall to him later because he's just like, I have to have this guy. And this is this is my game. This is my number one on the console. Super Smash Brothers Melee. I'm happy it still survived uh, Matt's two picks. So oh, I got to wow. take it on my roster now. So Melee, mm-hmm. you're on the board joining Metroid Prime. Welcome to the team. That's that's a that's a really solid that's a solid pair. And like um Smash is weirdly something I often forget about even though I do like Smash. Yeah. It's just not my go-to for some reason. But that's a great that's a great pick. 
I, you know, hey, I love that platform fighter sort of thing. I mean, I guess I really just love Smash, although I played other platforms fighters. But it's I just have a lot of fond memories of that game. And to me, that is just like a game that is like that's what the GameCube is all about. And people who still have GameCubes and wired controllers these days are a lot of times just using it to play Melee because mm-hmm. there's still a competitive scene. So uh, great game. And that's my second pick. Heather, you get two in a row. All right. Uh, well, my first pick here is going to be a game that I have talked about on the show before and uh, celebrate mostly because of the way it incorporated peripherals. Uh, I'm talking about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for wow. the uh, GameCube, which let's let's cue that song. Has one of the best scores in all of Final Fantasy games. Just an honest adventure sound wow. that draws you in. It's like, hey, guys, we're about to go on an adventure together. But in order to go on an adventure together, you had to have four Game Boy Advances and four <laughs> friends. <laughs> Which I want to, I can I drag a image into the, no, I can't. You can right, text I'm it to me. Share, I can text it to you. All right, great. Or you can share it on your on, on your own screen, whatever just, you like. I'll just drag it into the, the chat. All right, there you go. So not only could you play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles with four players, each having their own separate information screens on their control, on, the, on their Game Boy Advance via the Game Boy Link cable. So you'd have like mini maps and one person would have like, hey, there's a there's a treasure this way. And you'd all follow them because that treasure showed up on their Game Boy. So it was this conversation inducing experience. But if you manage to have five, <laughs> if you have, <laughs> if you had five GameCubes and four of them had the Game Boy Advance player and you had five CRTs, you could put all of that information on separate CRTs so that you would have this like war room experience of playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles with four players. And then you could all share the information as you were seeing it. I true nonsense, but I, I love the sort of, um, audacity of this game i love that it's like hey if you really want to experience this you've got to be not only a nintendo household but a nintendo community because like people would have to have their own game boy advances in order to participate in this thing so i'll confess i've never fucking played it this way like i had my game boy advance and i had a friend and he would play on the on like the controller on the screen and I would have my Game Boy Advance for my second player experience, but it was really boring that that way. Like it's designed for four people to experience it at the same time. Fucking like someday I'm going to get to do that and it's going to be fucking fun and awesome. And it's neat that that experience is still waiting out there uh, for me in the future. I love it. My my final, also I like that... (laughs) Let let me just read this from the Wikipedia. Um, uh, uh, 
deciding to partner with Nintendo for game development following severe financial problems created by the failure of Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. (laughs) Franchise creator Square formed the game designer studio as a shell company to develop Nintendo hardware without impacting games for Sony platforms. They were so fucked after Spirits Within that they had to like jump through hoops in order to make this game available on the GameCube. It's a game right. I've always wanted to play. I've never played it before. Uh, and I was disappointed to learn that the Nintendo Switch port yeah. of it is bad. Yeah, right. it's not very it's good. A bummer. All right, so that's one. Okay? That's yes. that's one of them right there. That's one of my... That's one. Okay. And then my my next... <laughs> my next pick is not going to pull anything off the board for you guys. It's a game that I have pushed us to cover on the show many times. Oh, yeah. From Grasshopper Manufacturer, it's Killer7. Wow. A game where you play as a guy who's got seven assassin personalities, which you choose between before you enter into this, like, 90s VR-looking visual experience uh, that is about how... Uh, I think it was the United States government was helping control Japanese politics. I don't, it's been a long time since I've played it, but it is one of the like weirdest fucking games. It is a singular experience. There's nothing that's like Killer 7. It's not like, oh, it's a Killer 7-like. And I also thought it was interesting that uh, the core adventure-style gameplay has been compared to Snatcher. Right. Mm. Uh, Goichi Suda, who is the director of the game, was a sort of um, a protege of uh, uh, Kojima. So there's elements that sort of uh, borrow from from the themes of Kojima's work. And it's it's fucking great and very weird, very weird game. Uh, And so. Even though it's not a GameCube exclusive, mm-hmm. I felt like it played best on GameCube, and yeah, that's my uh, that's my third and final pick, Killer Seven. Wow, I, I think we get five picks. So, what? Are we doing five? Yeah, we're doing five. But you're 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 doing that's you did two back to back right back-to-back, now. Back-to-back, yeah, we get some more roster slots. Is what I'm saying. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a Triforce of. This is the draft. It's a different format. Okay. Triforce is three. Oh. The draft is five. Oh, God. Okay, great. <laughs> well, don't be distressed. Yeah. You'll figure it out. <laughs> There's lots of good games in this this uh, system. By the way, Killer7 had a, a, a Windows remaster in 2018, so we probably could play it. I don't know how the remaster was received, but we could check it out in the Steam store. Who knows? It's deck verified. The, the this is a game that, yeah, I, I, I never played Killer7, but I'm aware of its art style. It's it's kind of like cell-shaded Plus first person. It's really, uh, yeah, like looks like nothing else. Really cool. Great pick. I would, I would call it off-putting. <laughs> when, you, when you play it, you're, it's a little like somebody's shoving tinfoil in your mouth. Like it's a little bit like, whoa, okay, whoa, look stop. out. <laughs> All right. All right. It's my, it, it's my third slot. And uh, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Everyone's going bananas because it's time for my ape pick. That's right. This is my ape slot. What? Now, you might be hearing ape slot and you're like, okay, I think I know where Weiger's going. 
Super Monkey Ball, of course. Going to get Super Monkey Ball, which I did get at launch. I waited in line outside of uh, GameStop and picked up a launch bundle, which included Super Monkey Ball. And it is a great game. And if I had more slots, it would be on my roster. But instead, I have to pick a game, which, as Heather's to Heather's point about uh, d- 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 ludicrous peripherals in this particular console, Donkey Konga. Give me those Donkey Kong wow. bongos. The game is called Donkey Konga, but they are bongos. And you know what? It's cool as hell. They also released a game, DK Jungle Beat which is basically like a platformer that uses the bongos, which is a fun use of the peripheral. But hey, it's one of those things that I wish I still had, like the Samba de Amigo uh, fucking maracas. It's just like, why did I ever not like get rid of this thing? Uh, but it is a, a cool piece of hardware. And you know what? It's a fucking... Uh, it's 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 uniquely Nintendo, and it's a great use of the Donkey Kong property, and uh, I, I love that shit. Back when they used to actually make dedicated music peripherals, this was one of the more ludicrous, one of the sillier, and a very cool game attached. And you know what? It kind of fills out my roster with like, hey, I got like a like a first person, like, you know, single player adventure experience. I've got a a sort of party fighter, and now I get just got a straight up party slash rhythm game. So that's my next pick, Donkey Konga. That's a killer pick. That's so fun. I've it's never played it before, um, but it <clears throat> it seems like it's cool. It sucks that you don't have it anymore. Um, my next pick is not a Nintendo exclusive, but started on the GameCube. Wow. Was eventually ported over to the PS2. I love this game. I know that none of you guys are going to pick it, so it's kind of a safe... I could save this one, but I'm just going to pick it now. Beautiful Joe. I love Beautiful Joe so much. Gorgeous game. Gorgeous, really fun, funny. Um, I love the uh, the the combat style. It's it's just it's just a lot of fun. Um, I wish there was a a modern port of it. Seems like it wouldn't be that hard uh, to get it over to the Switch. Um, But it's 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 one of my favorite games from that era. I love it and Beautiful Joe too as well. But I'm only drafting the first one. Um, uh, But I was kind of surprised we didn't get more of Beautiful Joe. I sort of, he's in Marvel they made a Vers- sequel, right? Yeah, he's in Beautiful Joe too. And then there's a there's another like spinoff game set in the Beautiful Joe, I think world. Um, can't remember what it's called. Or there's a DS one, I think is what it's what's different about it. But he's in Marvel vs. Capcom three. I was sort of like, oh, Beautiful Joe's here to stay. Like right. Joe's not going anywhere. We're <laughs> he's in a a, a a fighting game with all their IP. He's he's fucking gone. He's yeah. just gone now. Yep. Bring me, give me Joe. Yeah. So I miss Joe. So that's yeah, my three three games between 2003 and 2005. Or I'm sorry, four games. Two of them released near simultaneously, and that's it. It's a oh. it's a big bummer. I think. Oh yeah, Red Hot Rumble is the one I'm thinking of, and Double Trouble as well, uh, which is for the DS and Red Hot Rumble. I never messed around with Red Hot Rumble, actually. That's for that's well, because it's for GameCube um, and PSP. Um, I love Beautiful Joe. Uh, I I just love the way he looks and his whole attitude. He's kind of, he's kind of a funny guy. Um, so that's my that's my third pick. My fourth pick. I don't know what this version of this game is like. I just know that when the most recent version of it came out, it took over my life in such a positive way. And at a time when we all really needed it, 
I'm going with the original Animal Crossing for GameCube. Wow. Because wow. I just know that if I if I had if I had to have these five picks, I'm gonna want a game where I could play it f- for so long, right, and not get sick of it. And Animal Crossing is that. And I do sort of miss that everyday check in with Animal Crossing. It made me feel so good doing that, and I haven't checked can, in on you it. Can still in- do it. Uh, I just, I I I sort of worry about feeling judged by them, right. I would hate to know that they were disappointed in me. Um, and like, I'm, what am I going to do? I'm going to be buying items again. I'm going to be on the turnip market. I, yeah. can't, I can't be dealing with that again. Uh, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. And hey, when there's a new Animal Crossing, I'll be there. I'll be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But I think I did my, you know, once I sunk like 400 hours into it, I was like, I think we're good. I think we did it. Uh, so Animal Crossing is my fourth pick wow. uh, for, for the draft. And uh, I'm liking my roster, I got to say. Mario, well, we'll recap him later, but it's looking pretty good. Wow, great picks. RE4 still on the board. I think it's going to stay on the board, though, because I think at this point, I just want to go in a different direction. And, you know, you talked about some multi-platform games. Well, this is a game that I originally played, and in fact, only played on the Sega Dreamcast, but it got a remaster of sorts. An improved version on the GameCube that was well-received critically. And uh, you know what? I think I'd like to have it on my limited roster of GameCube titles. I'm talking about a JRPG entitled Skies of Arcadia Legends. Wow. Give me that Skies of Arcadia Legends. Played, Played vanilla Skies of Arcadia on Dreamcast. And yeah, give me that GameCube version. Uh, to fill out my roster with a nice, big, fat JRPG with some Sky Pirates. Uh, Heather, you got two picks in a row to finish out your roster. All right. So my first pick is going to be another cross-platform game called Ikaruga, which is a wow. vertical shooting game that fucking rules. Uh, I have it for the Switch. I have it for the GameCube. I have it for the Dreamcast. I, 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 I love this game, and uh, I'd be... Remiss not to include it on a console where I didn't realize I had two more games that I got to choose. <laughs> My final pick is Resident Evil 4. Wow. Wow. I start start with Wind Waker, end with Resident Evil 4. It's a fucking great game. It was uh, an extraordinary exclusive experience at the time of its release. And nothing makes the GameCube stronger than its... Uh, very few uh, iconic releases, even though that the the system itself is it's a baller fucking system. Yeah, that's those are my last two. It's my five. Very cool, uh, very cool roster you ended up with there. I have a lot of directions I could go with my final pick, but you know, as much as I as much fondness as I have for like the Pikmin franchise, I've always felt like those are games more that I wanted to like rather than actually enjoyed playing. I think they're cool designs. I think the aesthetic is nice, but I don't necessarily need to have a Pikmin game on my roster. And, you know, some of the other GameCube exclusives are that are still available are like a cool, but you know, maybe more novelties or maybe haven't aged great. So I'm going to go, with a transformative piece of hardware, which, as Nintendo often does, 
for better or worse, they led the way with a technology that we now take for granted, wireless controlling. Wow. I am taking the Nintendo WaveBird. We had wired controllers up until the WaveBird. Everyone had cables they were stepping over and coiling up. You go to your friend's place, you play a game, make sure you roll up the controller. If you don't, you're an asshole. You know what? You'd accidentally unplug your controller while you're playing. That would be a thing. Mom rolls the vacuum cleaner over your controller. That creates a whole hassle. You don't have to worry about that anymore with the WaveBird. And nowadays... Uh, you're not wired unless you're playing like something competitive where you need to have that responsiveness and lack of latency. So I'm taking the WaveBird. Uh, here's, a, uh, here's a little bit on the WaveBird from a contemporary review from IGN. In short, the WaveBird lived up to or exceeded all of our expectations, some of which were just plain shattered. If you are considering buying an additional controller for your GCN, then I suggest holding off saving for a few more days and buying a WaveBird. It's that good. With plenty of range, flexible operation, and long battery life, the WaveBird is a truly amazing controller and one whose impact will doubtlessly be felt throughout the industry. True words. The impact was doubtlessly felt throughout the industry. And you know what? It's a great way to game. What happened with the naming of that, con- that, that controller? The WaveBird? It's, it's- nonsense. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, it's like, oh, there are waves. It's the it's the waves in between you and the GameCube, and it's like holding a free flying bird in your hand. Maybe <sighs> they had like Fucking a baffling. It's really strange. They had a bunch of different options. They called it. They were they were considering calling it a bunch of different things. I remember, but yeah, they ultimately landed on this, and I'm not sure why. Uh, but it was, you know, it it was so huge, and there was also like that. Because there were some attempts at wireless controllers, but they were all work like old school remote controls, where it was infrared, and you had to like line it up so it was in line yeah. of sight of your console. And this not being that was just completely transformative. Uh, and uh, hey, if you're unless you're playing competitive Smash, uh, you could you could do pretty well with that WaveBird and that Nintendo GameCube. So that finalizes my roster. Matt, your final pick or picks? How many you have left? I only have one left. Okay. There's a lot of ways I can go because there's a lot on the there board sure left, are. and I, there's you know. There's people are gonna be mad. You didn't pick this. You didn't pick that. You didn't pick Min. They're gonna say you didn't pick Min. They're gonna say you didn't pick Min. And I just, you know, there's just a lot that there's just there's so much, and I just feel like as a fan of spooky scaries, who is a coward, <laughs> I can't help. But go with my boy Luigi wow. in Luigi's mansion. Great pick, and, ra- and 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 solidify my my five picks there with Luigi's mansion. Wow, good game, fun game, fun franchise, great art direction, really good lighting. He's like he's funny. A lot of these guys, funny. a lot of these guys are funny. It's a great use of Luigi because it's like this is his core character, and yeah. you know what? He doesn't necessarily have any special skills of his own, but you know what? He does have. A uh, fucking vacuum cleaner. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and you know. The house is dirty. He's going to have to clean it up a little bit too, not just with ghosts. Right. And I love a tidy house. Yeah. Uh, so those are my final picks. Why don't we go through, uh, why don't we go through all of our picks here? Uh, I'll start. Um, my picks were Mario Kart Double Dash, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, Beautiful Joe, Animal Crossing, 
and Luigi's Mansion. A lot of good games there. A lot of good games on the system. Mine were Metroid Prime, Smash Brothers Melee, Donkey Konga, Skies of Arcadia Legends, and the Nintendo Wavebird. Heather? What did I pick? It was... <laughs> uh, I first picked Wind Waker. Then I picked Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles with the Game Boy Advance link cable. I picked Ikaruga, a fantastic shooting game. I picked Killer7, mm-hmm. a very weird, off-putting, excellent, interesting game. And finally, Resident Evil 4. That's my GameCube. What's your GameCube? What's your Shout GameCube? Shout it now. Shout it now. Shout it. Whatever you're, you're, you're listening on, just shout it. We'll hear I it. Can't just shout. Hear you. Shout it at the thing. Roll down all four windows of your car and <laughs> shout it. If you're out on a treadmill at the gym, shout it at the person next to you. Yeah, I want to be on the freeway hearing NBA Street Volume Three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, that was our GameCube draft. Let's do a segment, eh? That's right. It's time for a segment. Can Nick and Heather guess what game is being described with as little information as possible? It's time for Vagrant Story. Fuck. Vagrant Story. So you know how this works. I'm going to read a description that I wrote of a game. Yeah. The descriptions are not helpful in any sort of way. Okay. Here we go. Let's just get this first one right out. Great. A young man goes to the school of his dreams. And I just, I just beep to beep. Yeah, you can just, yeah. Bully. That is incorrect. Not a bad guess. <laughs> good guess. But pretty good. <laughs> I think there's maybe something with school of his dreams that makes me think that are you talking about a Persona game and perhaps the one we've talked about at length of the podcast, Persona 5. Or Persona 5 Royal. Nick's on the board with one. Wow. Persona 5. Here we go. Okay. You're entering into Fucking subconsciousness horseshit. in that this game. Horseshit. So, you know, the, there's not a lot of information in there, but maybe the information in the clues is there to help you in, so, in some mm, way. Right. But also they're just not gonna, helpful. But they're not helpful. I'm just, just going to guess bully the entire fucking time. Maybe because maybe you, you are a bully. No. Yeah, you, you're a bully. How dare you? I'm a bully. That is a bully. <laughs> Bullying us with these vague descriptions. <laughs> Here we go. A young boy fights to save an island. Oh. Heather. Kingdom Hearts. Heather, that is incorrect. What the fuck? What? What? It's incorrect. But that's what he's doing. Doesn't mean it's the game I wrote down. It's not this, but I just want to guess it. Uh, Hudson's Adventure Island. No, but that's fun. Okay, We all like that. But that is what the game is. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't mean. Do we get more guesses or are there additional clues? You can, no, it's only one clue. You can guess as many times as you want or you can get fed up with it and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the answer is. Okay, so I'm I'll trying read it again. I'm fed trying, up. Yeah, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. <laughs> a young boy, a young boy, fights to save an island. An island. A young boy. Uh, oh, I'm... oh, Kingdom Hearts two. Heather, that's correct. Just kidding. No, it's incorrect. <laughs> well, look, I don't think you characterize Mario from 
it's uh, yeah, Super Mario Sunshine as a young boy, although he is kind it's of fighting me, to a little Mario, <laughs> fighting to save an island in that game. Hmm. They should do young a Mario boy. where he is little. They've done Baby yeah. Mario, but they haven't done a full-on Baby Mario game. Yeah, let's let let me play as Baby Mario. Is is the island? It's surrounded by ocean, or is it like an island in the sky? It's an uh, a, a, an ocean island of sorts. It's an it's ocean his, island. It's his home. His home. Have I played this game? I don't think you have, but I think Heather has, and I also have not played it. No idea. Is, is it the same? Is it the same era as the previous game? It is not. Okay. Uh, yeah, wait. I, I'm, you guys want to know the answer? Yeah, Heather's about to answer. get really mad. Tell us the answer. Mother three. Hmm. Is that an accurate characterization of Mother three? Uh, I wouldn't think of it that way, but I mean, it's it's appropriate. Also, I was thinking about Mother three the other day because it came up on a uh, uh, shuffle on my like audio when I was on a drive. It came up as music on my shuffle, and uh, it's a great fucking game. We gotta play it, Mother. It's- it's really incredible. Hey, that was good. All right. Yeah. Okay. You guys are going to be mad about this one. Tell your island Can't that it will be safe. <laughs> a young man trains to be the best and beat his rival. <sighs> I, Weiger. Is it just Pokemon Red? No, that blue? is incorrect. Okay. Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> is it a JRPG or is it an RPG? It is not. Train the best what's, and beat his the rival. Clue: It's he, a, young a young man trains to be the best and beat his rival. Everyone who hears the answer is going to be like, "That's technically correct," but Matt dun, 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 led dun, them dun, astray. Dun, it's Street Fighter. That is incorrect. Is it a? This really is vague. Living up to the name Vagrant Story. Punch Out. That is incorrect. Trains to be the best. And beat his rival, not an RPG. Is it a fighting game? It is not a fighting game. There's combat in it. I was thinking about. It's not fighting. It's not. I was just thinking about. There is a, a point system, I'll say, but it's not like fighting. What, can you give system? us a can you give us a platform? Wait, is there is there a theme for all of these? No. No, not a unifying theme. It's okay. random. It's random, okay. Then that's the challenge the extra challenge of Vagrant Story. Is there a is there a, a platform or era you can tell us? Uh for this game I'll give you one. Okay. PlayStation 2 era, early 2000s. Trains to be the best and beat his rival. This one's maybe not fair because it's deliberately obtuse. Hmm. But it's vague. I'll just guess Ratchet and Clank. That's incorrect. Heather, do you want to guess one more? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is hard. A young man trains to be the best and beat his rifle. Tony Hawk's Underground. What the thing the issue is that could describe what you said is could describe any game. That's sort of that's sort of it, isn't it? In that game, in the campaign of that game, you and your best friend have a rift. And he becomes like your rival, yeah. and you're training the whole way through to become the top skater and get signed and beat him. Eric Sparrow. 
Here's the next one. A man goes to great lengths to complete his goal. What? <laughs> a character goes on a journey and learns a lesson. Yeah. Okay, well, don't read it. Uh, Sega bass fishing. <laughs> that is incorrect. Can I hear that clue one more time? A man goes to great lengths to complete his goal. Is great lengths a clue? Noby, noby boy. Heather, did you look at my paper? <laughs> is that real? No. Fuck you. He, it's about a thing that gets longer and longer until it can touch snake? Pluto. Is it a, snake? A man. A man goes to great lengths to complete his goal. A uh, game we covered, getting over it with Bennett Foddy. That is incorrect, but a good guess. A good guess about a game we've played. I'll say. Great lengths gets longer. <sighs> Maybe you're thinking uh, of lengths a little differently. A man. A man. So there is a player character. A man goes to great lengths. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer part of writing these. A lot of them are this is like <laughs> boys are men. This is like GeoGuessr, <laughs> except you've just got a sign that says Main Street. <laughs> it's like, all right. Um, or, or that like that that internet thing that like can guess any character. Right, yes. But he's like you gave him a clue. Normal man. Yeah. A man goes to great lengths to complete Mario Mario Paint is incorrect. <laughs> Journey. The answer is Death Stranding. Mm, okay. He goes to great lengths. He goes so far. Traverses a long distance. Uh, yeah, sure, okay. I, it, it makes sense in hindsight, but I think the challenge is it's like, how do we get there? It's like there's there's almost not enough of a curl. I do think in making this one, yeah. I accidentally made it harder than previous ones. These are maybe too hard. Nick has one. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if we go. Do we, do we have is, one more? This is the final one. Okay, one more. A man reconnects with who he is. This oh. one's got to be Death Stranding. <laughs> what if I did a fake out and did two of the same one? <laughs> no, but that's also good. Final Man. Fantasy VII. That is incorrect. That's a great guess. Oof. That's the whole that's a whole narrative arc of Cloud Strife. Reconnects with who he really is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man reconnects with who he really is. Uh, Silent Hill 2. That is incorrect. But a good guess. Suit. Super Mario Brothers 2, because he wakes up. That's a great guess. No, that is incorrect. Man reconnects with who he is. Is connects a clue. Reconnects. Final Fantasy In 15, because Noctis takes the throne. Oh, I didn't realize <sighs> that Noctis takes the throne. That is incorrect. Reconnects with who he really is. I don't know. Is this a fucking Kingdom Hearts? No. No. Do you want the answer? Yeah, I just don't. Yes. Disco Elysium. Oh, hey! sure. There you go. We should have gotten that hey. one. Yeah, we could have gotten that. So uh, I'm sorry that I made this game so hard. Yeah, that was too hard. No, it's all right. Do you think everyone's mad? Uh, I am. No. <laughs> uh, Nick is our winner with one point. Very exciting. 
Uh, I won't I'll make it as it. hard next time. Wins but, a win. And that was vagrant story, everybody. Maybe a little too vague. No, it's just vague enough. We got one of them. <laughs> and well, the rest look. just made us angry. Well, we're annoyed. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. That's this week's Get Played. Links to our social media are in the episode description. Our engineering is by Jordan Duffy, Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. And also check out our paywalled show, Get Animated. Heather, Blue Lock continues. We're watching Blue Lock. And I think we're on episodes 13 and 14? Uh, Yes, 13 and 14. 13 and 14. We're on episodes 13 and 14 of Blue Lock, the soccer anime that's actually a combat anime. And everybody who's given it a shot has really enjoyed it, including us. So if you want to listen to us gush about how fun a sports anime is, check us out on patreon.com slash get played or later in the month on Stitcher Premium. Yeah, if I was going to describe Blue Lock, the great anime, in one sentence, I might say, uh, a man has things happen to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Blue Lock, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, check that out on Stitcher Premium or patreon.com slash get played. And guys, I think we're all people Mm. who got played. Yeah, okay. Okay, I get it. I knew that's where it was going. Podcasters receive information. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise!